That means sin can't beat us up no more. And then one day, free from the presence of sin, we're going to be with Jesus. We've been set free. Whom the Son have set free is free indeed. Father, we thank you, praise you, and exalt you for your goodness, mercy, and grace, for your long-suffering, for putting up with us, for tolerating us, for blinking at our sin. Lord God, thank you for bringing us through this year. Thank you with the hills, the valleys, and the mountains, how you've been faithful. Thank you for providing. Thank you for protecting. Thank you for promoting when we're not worthy. Thank you. You've set us free. Now bless your word. Bless your people. Make your word applicable. Help us to walk by it. Help us to believe it. Help us to live by it. And be doers of the word. And not just hearers. Sanctify it. In Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. Praise his name. I've been set free. Hallelujah. Now I know some of y'all proud and high sedidified and think you hiding all that mess in your life. But I want to thank the Lord for setting me free. Hallelujah. I, I, I'm thanking the Lord for setting me free. Now, wait a minute. I got more that needs to be set free. But I'm thanking him for what he has already set free. I'm free. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All those habits, all those hindrances, y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't get new up in here now. Can I get a witness? Things I used to do. I, 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 some of them I don't do anymore. Places I used to go. I don't go anymore. <laughs> Bondages in my life. God broke them. I've been set. Thank you, Kim. Free. All right, since, since y'all going to act funny this morning, when I call your sin, just raise your hand. Free from fornication. Is, is, is that it? Is that it? Is that free? Lord, free from drugs. Free from alcohol. Uh, Y'all want to raise your hand too quick on that. Free, free, free. Free from cussing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, some of it, right? Uh, free, free, free. Free from gossip. Free from negative thinking. Free, 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 free. If I didn't call your sin, stand and tell me which one I didn't call. Huh? C cigarettes. What'd you say? What's killing you? Cigarettes. All right, baby, we're going to pray for you. I used to smoke. I understand. That's hard, baby. That's hard. I, 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 I got you. I, Cools, Newport, Viceroy. I, 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 I got you, baby. Free. Lord has set us free. And we don't even know it. Can I get a witness? The Lord has set us free. We don't have to sin. Sin shall not have dominion over you. Praise his name. Hallelujah. Well, that one didn't work calling your sin, so we'll just move on. Praise the Lord. 
I, uh, yeah, I did everything but one thing, but leave that one alone too. We're going to move on in the name of Jesus. And we're going to praise God from whom all blessings flow. Now come back tonight. We got some powerful preachers up in here. They're going to preach the word of God. Amen. Great program. I want to thank God. Tanya put the whole program together. Tanya Figgins and uh, her group. They, they did a great job. And we're going to have uh, 9 o'clock tonight. And uh, come on back. Praise the Lord. And uh, in the name of Jesus. And if I find out what cabaret you're going to, we're coming up in there too. <laughs> oh, Lord. Ha- hasn't the Lord been good? Hasn't the Lord... See, 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 your pastor's from the streets, so I know all that stuff. We'd we be on our knees at 12 o'clock knowing come on, come on. at 12.30 where we were going. Isn't that right? Knowing. And God, and God blinked at that stuff. Drinking, getting high, and, and these, these, these are Philly people. In the line all night. And God, and God was just sitting there blinking, blinking. Isn't the Lord good? Just blinking, blinking. Thank you, Jesus. Some of us woke up, didn't even know where we were. Where am I? Who are you? You know, isn't the Lord good? Praise his holy. Somebody else said it wasn't that bad. Yes, it was. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I, I go into all of that because I want you to value where the Lord brought you from. Through many dangers, toils, and snares, I've already come. The old folk used to say, if the Lord doesn't do anything else, he's done enough already. Isn't that right? He, he's already. Amen. Bless me in all, with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Today, we're in Joshua chapter 1. Turn to Joshua, fifth book in the Old Testament. Yeah, get a Bible out of the pew. It ain't costing you nothing. Praise the name of Jesus. Don't look at the preacher. Never believe a preacher. The Word of God is the authority. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. And when people show you who they are, believe them. Leave that one alone too. Praise the name of Jesus. Joshua chapter 1, verse 10 and 11. Then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, saying, Pass through the hosts and command the people, saying, Prepare you victuals, for within three days ye shall pass over this Jordan to go in to possess the land which the Lord your God giveth you to possess it. A crossover before a claim. A Passover before a promise. One one of the things that I try to convey in my teachings and in my sermons is to find the subject and the predicate. You can look at the verbs and you can monitor the prepositions, conjunctions, nouns, pronouns, verbs, adverbs, but pay close attention um, to subject and predicate. Pay close attention to dependent clauses and independent clauses. And the one thing that a preacher has to train himself to find is the subject, the, the thematic subject. You've got to find the theme. The theme drives the text. And if you don't understand these grammatics, if you don't understand, amen, um, these different parts of speech and how they fit, how they work, uh, you're going to have difficulty finding the theme. 
This word, the Jordan, the Jordan River, metaphorically presents itself as something that can interfere with my future blessing. It is something there to prevent me, yeah, from reaching God's prosperity. It is something there that if I don't overcome it, it will overcome me. It is, it is something that is presented in the text as a must for all believers to cross. It's a crossover, something that, uh, that we, got, we, we, we just got to, amen, cross over in the name of Jesus. And there's some things in 2017, going back 2016, 2015, that we too have to cross over in order to be in God's direct will. Uh, yeah, and that crossover could be your own, your own sinfulness. That crossover could be your lack of faith, your lack of uh, spending time with God, uh, your lack of uh, experiencing his presence, his peace, and his power. But when we keep emphasizing the Jordan, it is something in the text that we must cross this Jordan River. And, 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 I, and I hope, with the help of the Holy Spirit, to bring out clarity in this area. I, I've got my Jordan, and you've got your Jordan. Can I get a witness? There's something, listen, there's something symptomatic in your thinking, in your living, in your believing or lack of believing. There's something that keeps hindering you from getting across to the other side. Do I have a witness? So, so what we're going to do thematically is look at this text and, and try to open it up and, and try to uh, examine and, and be, become enlightened and become enabled by the power of God to see what it is that I can't seem to cross on my own. There's something that's preventing me from experiencing God's blessings and God's peace and God's power um, in my life. Can I get a witness? It, it could be something like me being a victim. It could be something like my dysfunctional thinking. It could be my historical hurts. It could, it could be something, Leroy, you, you the counselor, it could be something that Satan keeps using as a stronghold. Are y'all getting this? So that I cannot cross unto the other side. And child of God, you, you and I, we got to cross to the other side because the other side is where the promises are. The, the other side is where the prosperity is. The, the other side is where the power of God is waiting for us to cross. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so this, this uh, crossing over is a critical calculation of future uh, care, commission, and comfort with some immediate conflict. Now, now, let me pause and park for a moment because 2018 is going to have a dose of conflict. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and there is a comprehensive view of spiritual insights to God's will. God wants us to not only recognize, but amen, to be energized in his will, there are some mental, emotional foresights of God's wisdom, and there are some psychological hindsights that God needs to deal with to make us free. So, 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 so as we look at this, this initiative, and, and, and I want to open up the scriptures as much as I can for you to see uh, this subject predicate, this, 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 um, this meaningful thematic thrust, that God the Holy Spirit has written in this Bible. Uh, God didn't write the Bible for us to just fast, fastly read something and walk away. There, there are some treasures that are deeply hidden that you gotta dig up. 
Preachers, can we say that? Don't, don't you have to dig this stuff up? You got to get a shovel and you got to dig this stuff up. Everything is not on the obvious surface. Do I have a witness? There's some things in God's Word that we got to just stay there. Sometimes you may go back to the same scripture for a whole week. And God keeps having you dig and dig and dig and dig and dig. And, 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 and so here in, in this book of Joshua is the greatest crossover in the Old Testament. Uh, 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 it, is, it is crossing this Jordan River, this critical crossover that separated God's people, listen to this, from a state... They were in a state of pause on one side of the Jordan, and God wanted them in a state of promise on the other side. That, 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 that they, they were frustrated with the ordinary, and, and, and God wanted them to have the freedom of the extraordinary or the overcoming. And so, when we look at this book of Joshua, historically, it is the first of 12 historical books it is what we call the stage of conquest. Conquest means that God was going in now to, to, to have conquests in the land. And the stage of conquest is under Joshua. It followed the stage of Exodus under Moses in the book of Exodus. It followed the stage of creation and, uh, of course, Abraham developing a family in the book of Genesis. So when you begin to look at this book of, of, of Joshua... The word Joshua means Jehovah saves. It is the counterpart of the New Testament word Jesus. Same, same thing. Jesus, uh, uh, Jesus is Jehovah saves. Joshua is Jehovah saves. And Joshua was Moses' assistant and was groomed by Moses for 40 years. 40 years. And, 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 and Joshua, when you begin to look at, amen, the book of uh, 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 Joshua, when you look at numbers, when you look at Amen. Uh, Exodus and Numbers, you see that Joshua uh, was commended for his service. His service record, he was faithful. He was faithful. A amen. Uh, not only was he, did he render service to the Lord, but he also was a soldier who was fierce. When you examine the account of Exodus and Numbers, you find out that while, while her and, and Aaron held up Moses' hands, it was Joshua in the valley fighting. Joshua was a bad boy. He, 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 was a, he was a military analyst. He wasn't like Moses. Moses was a shepherd. Joshua was a fighter. Can I get a witness? In fact, Jew, uh, Josephus, the Jewish historian, gives us the differences in Joshua's personality and Moses' personality when Israel murmured to, jo to, to Moses and said, we don't have anything to drink. Moses got on his knees and prayed and God sent water out of a rock. When these same people went to Joshua and said, we had anything to drink, Joshua said, well, dig a well. Why you come to me? <laughs> Joshua was hardcore, military. He was a, he was a, he, he was a conqueror. And, and, and in the stage of conquest, he not only served, he was a soldier, he was a faithful spy, a scout, he was flawless in his spying. Him and Caleb came back with a good report. Amen. He was a supplicator. He was a separator. He, he, was, he, was, he had stick to and he was famous throughout the historicity of all Israel. This Joshua, when you study the book of Joshua, it talks about three campaigns. The southern campaign, chapters 1 to 8, was what God told him to take first. I mean, the central campaign, 1 to 8, the southern campaign, 9 to 1043, and then the northern campaign, chapter 11 to 18. And this crossover was strange, but very strategic. It invoked obedience, and it invoked obstacles. We are going to have obstacles allowed by God in our lives. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when we get to those obstacles, we give up. And that's just what God wants you to do. Give up. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to thine own understanding. Can I get a witness? God doesn't want us to try. He wants us to trust. Do I have a witness? Too many folk in church are trying to live right. 
Too many folk in church are trying to stop sinning. God didn't ask you to try. He asked you to trust. Lord, I, I need you to give me the strength, my sister, over cigarettes in the name of Jesus. I need you to cancel out this habitual desire. Are y'all praying with me? To keep fornicating. Getting quiet up in here. Praise the name of Jesus. Amen. Slipping and sliding, peeping and hiding. Pastor did all that. Amen. Pastor's life was filthy. Amen. Not yesterday. <laughs> I thought I'd better straighten that one out, right? Pa pa pastor, pastor, pastor reasoned after my pleasures. I lived for pleasure. I didn't live for marriage. I didn't live for Christ. I lived for pleasure. Can I get a witness? Everything was having a good time. Eat, drink, and be merry. Because tomorrow we're going to die. I'm going to hell with my friends. You know how it was. You're from North Philly. I know you know. Come on now. And here comes the Holy Ghost. He comes in. He transforms our mind. He transforms our heart. He transforms our walk. He transforms our wisdom. And all of a sudden, all these things that held us bound is now broken. I'm able to praise him. Hallelujah. I'm able. I'm able. I'm able. I'm able. Not perfect, but I'm able to live a life pleasing to him. Here, here, here we are at this juncture, and I have four scriptures read, uh, Joshua 1.10 and 11, that dealt with God's employment and his objective. Here's what I want you to do, Joshua. And then, and then we, we had read in your hearing, Joshua 3, 1 to 4, that was God's organization. God is orderly. He's orderly. And then, and then in chapters uh, 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 4, 1 to 5, God's obligation. And then in chapter 4, 21 to 24, God's opportunity that when we look at this, we see a preparation, a confrontation, and an appropriation. And here's what I want you to see going into 2018, because child of God, one of the things that jumps off the page is that let me examine this swelling, overflowing Jordan River that will rip apart anything that gets in it. When you and I are not in God's will, we're going to get ripped apart by the tides of life. Here we go. First thing here on this, in these scriptures, is this crossover of preparation which demands a fellowship. Chapter 1. Go back to chapter 1 of Joshua real quick. The first nine verses is God and Joshua only. God is encouraging Joshua. Now, look what God says to Joshua. Verse 1, now, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, move out. No time of mourning, no time of making excuses. As we get ready to enter 2018, 2017 is gone. Let's move on. Can I get a witness? Whatever you didn't accomplish, whatever happened, whatever stymied you is over. Now get up and go. God, God, God gives us this wherewithal. He encourages, in his, he, he encourages him to be, verse 6, strong and of good courage. He keeps saying in verse 7, be strong and of good courage. He says in verse 9, be strong and of good courage. Don't be afraid. Don't get dismayed. Don't become a victim. Don't get sidetracked. For the Lord thy God is with thee. The preposition with means a lot. If I know the Lord is with me, I can, I can walk through stuff. If I know the Lord is with me, I can take stuff. Can I get a witness? I, I just need to know the Lord is with me, and the Lord is for me. He encourages him the first nine verses, and then in verse 10 and 11, God talks about the preparation 
of fellowship. Mm -mm. His plan is the vision that leads. Let me let me stop pausing part. Some of us cannot be blessed because we got a problem following leaders. We got a problem following. And one of my concerns for this generation is that everybody's doing their own thing. We got to learn how to, and, and it's not, you know, well, they ain't no better than that. They ain't no stronger than that. That's not what God tells you to do. There are people that God has placed in your life to lead. And following comes out of obedience to God. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't got to say amen. I'm a preaching leader. He, 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 he says to the leaders that, uh, yeah, you guys get it together and amen, there is a plan, but then the priests become the victory because it's these priests that's going to go into this river first. And why priests? Because the priests are carrying the ark. The ark is the presence of God. He's, he's in the ark between the cherubim's wings. Do I have a witness? And priests, when your feet hit the water, the waters are going to recede. The, wa the waters are going to go back into a heap so my two and a half million people can cross on dry land. God said, I did this before in the Red Sea. Can I get a witness? And, and, and so there's a plan, and then the priest, and then the passage, and then the planting of stones, which is the verification. Yeah, it's interesting that God would tell, and we call these landmarks, that God would tell Joshua, once you get across with all the people, choose 12 men, one from each tribe, and let them take 12 big boulder stones and put down in the river as a memorial. Lord have mercy. And the memorial is not for the church. The memorial is for me. That I delivered them. Can I get a witness? See, there's some landmarks in my life that keeps me moving. Because the law was with my mother. <laughs> the law was with my father. The law was with my grandmother. I, I saw stuff that uh, you can't make me doubting because I just know too much. About him. The law has been good. Can I get a witness? And, 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 child, and, child, and child of God, child of God, child of God, that he's talking about the preparation of fellowship. Mm. And when you cross over, I want the priority of sanctification. I want you to circumcise all the males 12 years and up. Understand it's a new generation. Let me, let me stop and give you pause. Everybody here is 20 years and under, with the exception of Caleb and Joshua. Everybody 20 years and up, God let them die out in the wilderness, walking around in a circle. Kadesh Barnea, you go back and study it. Why? Because they died because of unbelief. They died because they murmured. They, got, they died because they didn't want to follow Moses. They died because they, amen, uh, belched up faithfulness to God. They died, and God said, I'm just going to let you go around in circles. All y'all die off, then I'm going to take your children in. So this is a new generation. So therefore, sanctify, circumcise them. And, 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 and the Bible says that when you do all that, turn to chapter 3, verse 7. Come on, I'm going to get out your way. 3, 7, then 3, 7 says, and the Lord said unto Joshua, this day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, I will be with thee. It's God's job to confirm you. Amen. Not your job to confirm yourself. Not your job to play politics. Let the Lord be the Lord. Can I get a witness? And, and child of God, he, he dealt with the matter of this fellowship. He dealt with the sequence. He dealt with the sanctification. And then, chapter 5, verse 13, he deals with the personal submission. Look at five thirteen, Real quick. And it came to pass. Now, Joshua has crossed the Jordan with two and a half million people. Joshua's a bad boy. 
Joshua is in front on his horse with his sword. And here comes somebody from the opposite direction on a white horse. One man only. And as the man is riding up to Joshua, Joshua, being a, a true leader, pulls out a sword and said, Are you for us or against us? And the man on the white horse said, No, but I am the captain of the host. Now, 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 because we don't study the Bible, the captain of the host means I'm in charge of all the angelic hosts of angels. Every angel bows down to me. Every angel worships at my feet. Can I get a witness? There are monsters around my throne. And all they do is say, holy, holy, Lord God, almighty, and anything that's not fully spiritual, they will kill on the spot. Cherubim, seraphims, Gabriel, Michael, I, 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 I'm the captain of the hosts of heaven. And the Bible says Joshua fell on his face and worshipped him and all Israel fell down with him. It was Jesus pre-incarnate and every knee shall bow. Now y'all excuse me because you, you know I don't, I don't worry about what people think. I just preach the word. Every knee's not going to bow at Buddha and Hindu and Muhammad. But every knee is going to bow at Jesus. And every tongue is going to confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God. I don't know what other name you riding this morning, but there's only one name under heaven whereby we must be saved. And that is the name of Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, how sweet the name. Jesus, Jesus, always the same Jesus. Let your earth proclaim your name forevermore. He's worthy. He's worthy. Jesus is worthy. There was recognition. There was worship. And as we enter 2018, we too must prepare ourselves spiritually. You better get behind the leader and stop trying to be independent. Can I get a witness? Y'all ain't got to say amen. Let me look at the clock. Can I get a witness? You, you, better, you, better, you better follow God's, yeah, his plan. You better follow God's, uh-huh, uh, his way in which he's taking you. And you better be sanctified. I know church don't preach on sanctification no more. But it's tight, but it's right. We don't, we don't beat people up for their weaknesses. Because all of us are weak. Are y'all praying with me? But the Bible speaks out against fornication, shacking, homosexuality, lesbianism. You, you can sit up there and say, well, I, I, I struggle with that. Well, you ain't struggling with pastor. You're struggling with God. Can I get a witness? God wants to save. God wants to clean up. God wants to put us on a street called straight. They don't even preach this stuff in church no more. And the reason y'all looking at me funny because you eat at too many tables. You pulling in your favorite TV evangelist who preaches anything. Anything goes. Can I get a witness? See, 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 listen, see, listen. The Bible says, not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, is getting into the kingdom of heaven. Can I get a witness? Isn't that in your Bible? Isn't that in your Bible? Hallelujah. If I had to zip my zip up, you got to zip yours up. This thing is tight. You cannot sin against a holy God without a repentant heart and believe that God is just going to keep blinking at it. Oh, I know I'm preaching, baby. I can only preach like this because I go home at night. Leave that one alone, too. Been there, done that. 
Man, when I got saved, I said, how in the world am I going to live the way they want me to live? Are y'all getting me? See, and Jesus messed me up in the New Testament. He ain't messed me up in the Old Testament. Thou shalt not commit adultery. You know, thou shalt not, you know, thou shalt not, you know. So Jesus comes along and says, well, look, man, uh, if you looked at her, you've already done it. So I said, I just need to go to hell right now because this ain't going to work, Doc. And they ain't talking about taking out your eyes and cutting off your right hand. That's not, that's not literal. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't cut off your hand. Because your heart is still deceitful. Don't pull your eyes out. Because your heart is still deceitful. Come on, this is a preach. Won't this preach? I remember being 10 years old in South Philly. This sounds got truth. We were playing on the corner, all, all the guys with our bikes and stuff. And there was two deacons who owned a store. They always had these black suits on. Uh-huh. And they had in the upper apartment of the store prostitutes. And they were some fine-looking women, you know. They come out, hey, baby, how you doing? And people, it was just a thorough way. Now, at 10, I said, how do they go to church and worship God and they run in a business like this? It confused me, Jeannie. I was ready to save my money up. I didn't know what was going on. So now that I'm saved, I'm going to let it all hang out. So after service, let's go over Luther's. <laughs> I want to play it. Well, I've seen some stuff in my day. Look at this. There, there is, there is, there is, there is, there is a new preparation for 2018. That new preparation has to do with fellowship of God, fellowship of his program, fellowship of his power, fellowship, fellowship, fellowship. Those that want to be independent will get left out. Fellowship. There's something we're not following now that God is telling us you better prepare to follow it in 2018. Follow my word. Follow my wisdom. Follow, follow, follow it. But secondly, the crossover is not only of preparation, it's confrontation. And it demands a sacred faith over your fears. Chapter 6, verse 1. Come on, we almost finished. Amen. Pastor's supposed to preach like this before you, before you go into New Year. I don't want these preachers coming up here trying to entertain you tonight. I want them to hit you. Can I get a witness? I don't want you leaving here like James Brown. You're like a dull knife. You just ain't cutting. You talking loud and ain't saying nothing. Can I get a witness? The, the, the word, the word is a two-edged sword, isn't it? Isn't the word supposed to cut both ways? Isn't the word supposed to lay us open? Isn't the word supposed to bring healing? Are y'all going to say amen or what? It's sharper than any two-edged sword. So we got to have an evaluation of 2017. Lord, I didn't follow you. I didn't do everything right. I, Lord, I, 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 I did my own thing. Lord, I was in church physically, but not spiritually. I was there, but I never applied your principles. It's tight. It's tight. We had a packed house one Sunday. And when I went down and gave the invitation, all these people came running up front. I never get this young man. He came up. 
He came down the aisle running, and he said, I love it here. I want to join that choir. I said, you won't join that choir. I told man, you won't join that choir till your voice deepens and your walk change. That ain't happened up in here, Doc. Now, you can say it's cold all you want. I, I don't need to come to church to see that. I can see that somewhere else. Can I get a witness? Child of God, you, you got to be transformed by the renewing of your mind because a little leaven will leaven if the whole lump. Hmm. Confrontation. Let me tell you the value of confrontation. Confrontation will make you leave yourself and grab God. It'll draw you closer to the Lord when you are confronted with problems. And, and one of the things I see in this generation that's scary is, see, privilege and responsibility is supposed to be balanced. You can't have all privileges with no responsibility. When I see that, it's dangerous. I want to get married to this beautiful woman. I want to uh, have a baby. I want to do this and do that. But I don't want to work or take care of it. Something's wrong with that picture. Man. Can I get a witness? Y'all going to say amen to me or what? Can I get a witness? I want, I, want, I want all the privileges. But when it comes to responsibility, nah, I don't think I like feeling that. I don't want to do that. And, 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 and so, child of God, the operative word here, again, just like Jordan, is Jericho. Jericho was a problem to God's people. Why? Because it was a double-walled city uh, on a hill, and it could not be taken by normal attack. It had to be an attack from the incline. Can I get a witness? And Israel knew they was at a great disadvantage. Why would God put obstacles in your life? I'm going to tell you why you put obstacles in your life. So you turn to him. Childlike faith. Five o'clock this morning, my daughter got in a car and drove back to Pittsburgh, where she lives. And I was sitting there saying, baby, be careful of the white ice, black ice. Be careful of this, be careful. And she said, daddy, I got it. I said, okay. And it was my fears. Listen to pastor. It was my fears that made me keep fussing. Are y'all getting this? Don't we have fears? Don't we have fears for our children? Don't we have fears for our relationships? Don't we have fears for the future? We got fears. And, and some of them, Brother Leroy, some of them are real. Some of them are real. The what ifs. We got fears. I was saying this morning, I've been here 30 years this 30th year was the toughest year of my pastor. This was it. I had to deal with a lot of transitional stuff. And the Lord kept pulling me into his word saying, I got this. Look, let it go. I got it. It's easy for you to tell somebody else, let it go. But tell yourself, let it go. See, it's always tougher when the advice is coming back to you. Let the marriage go, I got it. Let the children go, I got it. Let, let, let your fears go, I got it. 
And, and, and when Israel heard about Jericho, it was an obstacle that God allowed. Lord, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change. Remember that prayer, serenity prayer? What things you can't change, you got to accept them. Can I get away? You just got to accept them. You, 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 you can't negotiate them. You can't change. You just got to accept them. It is what it is. You can't sit there and keep praying for change when it's obviously not God's will to change it. Oh, this thing is tight. So the serenity prayer says, Lord, give me, uh, amen, the serenity the peace, that's what word serenity means. Give me peace when I can't change things. Well, that's a powerful prayer. Give me peace when I can't change circumstances. Give me, give me peace when I can't change people. Give me peace when I can't change the future. And then the prayer goes on to say, not only give me uh, the serenity for things I cannot change, but give me, yeah, the power to change what I'm able to change. And then the wisdom to know the difference. That, that is a prayer that all of us need to take at heart and try to live by because there's some truism in that. We keep trying to change things we can't change. You can't change your wife. You can't change your husband. They Listen. If you married them, it was something about the way they was that you liked. Oh, I'm messing up now. I'm messing up now. I'm in love. They ain't changed. They're still the same way. In the name of Jesus. I was laughing this morning. I told Sister Gordon this morning. I said, boy, we've been married 30 years. What was I thinking? There ain't no reflection of her. Y'all got to know my past. I just, 30 years, 30 years. Don't look at me funny because if you was my wife, I'd be saying the same thing about you. What was I thinking? The fact of the matter is, see, God meets us where we are, and God is anxious to show us that we can't pull this thing off without him. We can't have peace and rest. We, we can't have serenity without him. And, and, and when obstacles come in, it takes faith to move them. It takes faith. It takes faith. He, his instructions are strange but strategic. Look at 6-2. And, and the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho, and the king thereof, and the mighty men of our Wait a minute, God. God, what are you doing to me? You're giving me a victory before the battles even fall. God said, that's what I specialize in. I specialize in giving you a promise, Lord, have me, before you proceed. I'm going to tell you who's going to win in spite of you. Can I get a witness? I'm going to tell you how I'm going to bring you out in spite of you. Look at verse 3. Faith demanded a process. Now, we, we, we're okay with the promises. But the processes that God goes through, we struggle with. Why did I have to go through all of that to get where I am this morning? Kirby, have you ever said that? Kirby, I'm glad you said something. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Love you, man. Why, why, why did God take us? Look, 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 for you Bible students. Why did God take us a roundabout way to get to Canaan when he could have took us straight? Because God knew taking you straight meant there was enemies you couldn't defeat. You know why God allowed obstacles in our lives? God knew in our present strength we could never defeat him. We get blown away if God didn't do something in a roundabout way. So God took Israel a roundabout way and it is the process that becomes problematic. Let me synopsize this process. March once a day 
for six days around the city and keep quiet. Well, I can see me asking St. Matthews. All right, let's all line up and go around this building. Six straight days, don't nobody say anything. I can see going out that door. Who he think he is? How he gonna tell you to be quiet? Walk one time around for six days. Verse 4, put seven priests with ram horns. Lord, have mercy. Then on the seventh day, march seven times and let the priests blow the ram horns, the long horns. And then after they blow, let the people shout all at once and the walls will come tumbling down. Now God says, you got to follow my process. His ways are not our ways. Sometimes his processes seem foolish to us. Why don't you just knock the walls down? Jesus did the same thing. Man, in John chapter 9, Jesus said, do you want to see? Rhetorical. Do you want to see? The man said, yes. Jesus reached down and grabbed some mud and spit in it, put it on the man's eyes. After he put this clay on the man's eyes, then Jesus said, all right, now... Go down to the pool of Shalom and wash and you'll come away seeing. Why does God make us do something after he's done something initially? Because God wants human involvement in the process. Our human involvement is to be obedient and to faithfully follow his instructions. Are y'all getting this? And the man went down to Washington, came away, sin! Do you want to be healed? John chapter 5. Here's a man paralyzed 38 years. He says, yes, I want to be healed. He said, well, good. Take up your bed and walk. You don't need to lay on that bed no more. Just walk. You, you know, we hear this story, and we don't understand the historicity. The reason this man was paralyzed 38 years is because it was an example of Israel who'd been paralyzed 38 years in Judaism. So Jesus is breaking the Judaism by saying, don't believe in the liturgical system, believe in the Lord. I've got the power to break it. I'm coming in, John chapter 2. He's invited to a wedding. You know the story. And late in the wedding, they run out of wine. The groom is supposed to make sure that all the supplies last the festivities of almost five days. But they ran out of wine. It was an embarrassment. So Mary comes to Jesus and said, they have run out of wine. He says, what do you want me to do? My hour, the cross, has not yet come. So then, then Mary runs to the servant and says, whatever he tells you. See, we missed that, Wayne. Whatever he tells you to do, do it. I've heard that passage preached. I ain't never heard nobody bring that out. Just do it. So Jesus says, fill up the ceremonial water pots with water. They fill them up with water. And then the servants went in. He says, now dip into the water. Lord, have mercy. And as they dip into the water, by faith, when they come out of the water, the water's wine. Because somebody had to believe God. Somebody had to believe the word of God. Somebody had faith to believe that what God was saying would satisfy the situation. So if my son or daughter gets messed up, if the marriage is in trouble, if the money is funny, I can't keep fussing and fighting folk. I just need to look up to the hills from whence cometh my help, and I need to believe that God is able. And he is able. Isn't he able? He's able to keep you from falling. He, he's able to raise you up. He's, he's able to turn you around. He's able. 
to plant your feet on a solid. Just do whatever he says. And when the governor got some of the wine, he said, this is the best wine I ever tasted. It wasn't ripple. It wasn't, come on now. It wasn't okay. Faith only and will lead us to freedom. So the children of Israel uh, had a confrontation that only faith could answer. And in 2018, you're going to have some stuff come up out of nowhere. <laughs> no, no, no. You didn't see this one. Uh, you, didn't, you didn't see this one. I know you got your binoculars and you've been looking, but you ain't see this one. This one came out of nowhere. Can I get a witness? And you got to have the fellowship of Jesus. You got to have the faith in Jesus to deal with life. Life is short and full of trouble. We're not promised anything. Can I get a witness? The Bible says when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord would raise up a standard against him. No weapon that's formed against you shall prosper. Can I get a witness? Satan has already lost the battle. Can I get a witness? Satan can't have you. Satan can't demonically possess you. Satan can't do away with you. Child of God, I'm trying to get you to see something. Only Jesus. And Jesus only. Thank you, Lord. Huh? And then finally, in 627, the crossover of appropriation. This is God's favor. The 27th verse is the last verse of the sixth chapter. Look what it says. So the Lord was with <laughs> Joshua. When you leave here this morning, all you got to know is Jesus is with you. And if he's with me, he's more than the world against me. If, if he's with me, can I get a witness? I'm in his hands. If he's with me, I can have joy forevermore. Can I get a witness? And, and being with us is favor, is grace. Can I get a witness? That's why the songwriter said, amazing grace. Isn't it amazing, Beeman? How sweet the sound that saved the wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. T'was grace that taught my heart to fear. Grace. Grace. Grace snatched me out of hell with smoke still in my garments. Snakes. Grace put me on a street called straight. Do I have a witness? I was struggling with pornography. I was struggling with fornication. I was struggling with having a good I was struggling with all this stuff that's going on. And God stepped in. Didn't he step in? Didn't he step in? He stepped in in the nick of time. At the right time. Didn't he step in? Didn't the Lord step in? And that's why we praise him, because if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, where would I be? Sexually addicted, drug addiction, alcohol addiction. Come on now. We all had addictions, and Jesus broke the addictions. He broke it. He broke it. A crossover of fellowship, a crossover of faith, a crossover of favor. That's what established my integrity in Christ. When I think about the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. That's why Paul said in the pastoral epistles to Timothy, we are troubled on every side. Can I get a witness? That word trouble is philipsis. We're being attacked from every side, but we don't get to stress. Thank you, Jesus. God says chill and relax, even though all hell is breaking out against you. Can I get a witness? We are perplexed. Uh, we don't understand where this stuff, why this stuff is coming. Can I get a witness? Come on now, you can talk back to me. We get perplexed. 
Can I get a witness? We're, we're perplexed why we're still here. We're perplexed why God is so faithful. We're perplexed that God woke us up this morning. We're perplexed that God is going to wake us up tomorrow. We're perplexed that God put food on the table. We're perplexed that God put clothes on our backs. We are perplexed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We need a crossover of fellowship, faith, and favor. Abraham had to cross over in his commitment of going, not knowing where he was going. Moses had to cross over in his communion of gathering a murmuring people. Joshua had to cross over into Canaan, governing them. But only Jesus could cross the Kidron Valley. I know y'all don't know what Creek Kidron is. Creek, Kid, Kidron is a creek. It's a creek that once Jesus decided to cross, he knew he had to face the cross. Can I get a witness? He crossed the Kidron Valley, and then Jesus was led, amen, to, uh, yeah, the Garden of Gethsemane. After they ate the Last Supper, he told the disciples, let's go into the garden. Can y'all guys stay awake one hour? And he prayed to sweat like drops of blood fell off his brow. Do I have a witness? And when he prayed, the, the Jewish soldiers came in and said, Are you Jesus? And he said, I am he. And they fell back. Uh, can I get a witness? And they arrested him. And he submitted himself. Uh, uh, it's the kenosis passage of Philippians 2. He humbled himself. Uh, he didn't fight for his own rights. Uh, he didn't fight for his own prerogatives. Uh, they led him away uh, to Pilate, to Annas. Come on now, you can preach with me. They led him away to the judgment hall. They smacked him in the face and they spit on him. Huh? They laughed at him. Huh? They parted his clothes. And, and the only time that Jesus said something is when Pilate got beside himself. And Pilate said, you better answer me. Don't you know I have the power? And when Pilate said that, Jesus was bleeding and lifted up his head and said, you don't have no power. He said, I have, I feel like preaching now, I have power to lay my life down and I have power to take it up again. Can I get a witness? They led him away to Golgotha. They led him away to Calvary. They put him on a cross. They stretched him high. They stretched him out. They nailed his hands. Can I get a witness? But at three o'clock in the afternoon, he dropped his head in the locks of his shoulders and he died. Then he died. When he died, the veil of the temple ripped in twain. When he died, dead bodies sat up in the grave. When he died, the air started shaking. The moon started hemorrhaging. The sun went out. A Roman centurion said, surely, surely, this was the Son of God. But early, 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 Sunday morning, he got up with all power in his hands. And because he lives, we live. Can I get a witness? He is, he is, he is our Savior. He is our Secure. He is, and he is, he is, he is our Kinsman Redeemer. He is, he is the Lamb of God. He is the Light of God. He is the life of God. Can I get a witness? Jesus, the Christ, preparation, confrontation, appropriation. Let's stay on our feet. As every head is bowed, your eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you want to be saved, please get saved. Please give your life to Christ. Oh, Lord, give your life to Christ. He died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Just raise your hand if you want to be saved. Just raise your hand. Be honest with God. He said, if you be ashamed of me, I'll be ashamed of you. Raise your hand. Is there one? Or perhaps you want to join the church in a Christian experience. Raise your hand. Love to have you. Is there one?
Is there one? We had two this morning. Is there one? Father, in the matchless name of Jesus, as we come back tonight at 9 o'clock and hear this powerful preaching, great program, great fellowship, great singing, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for this crossover, this great crossover. Thank you because this Jordan River is what hinders us. Oh God, we pray that you would help us to cross over this Jordan. That we will have a new preparation in 2018. Spiritual preparation. That we will relax in the confrontations and show faith. And that we will appropriate your favor, your grace, when problems do come. And we thank you for the results. Bless our homes, our families, our children, our grandchildren. Oh God, heal those that need healing. Strengthen those that need strengthening. In Jesus' name, amen. Now hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Listen up. I said it this morning. The greatest crossover I saw in my life was when Allen Iverson crossed over Michael Jordan. Mike, listen, Allen Iverson was a rookie. 19 years old, Jordan was the NBA. And Jordan was sticking Allen, and Allen did a crossover and left Michael sitting there and had a nerve to hit a long jumper. At that time, Iverson became the NBA. You got to cross over Satan. You got to leave him standing. You got to go around him. You got to put the ball between your legs. And you got to make your shot in Jesus. You need a crossover. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need a crossover. Then you can take your shot. God bless you. We'll see you back here tonight. We love you. Have a great day.